I am Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo Podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Ishbeg people. Welcome to our taste test episode where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet, and then we'll tell you what we think. On this episode of the Taste Test, Jesse samples the show Jewish Matchmaking, now streaming on Netflix. Kuya, what did it taste like? Have you ever had an Aperol Spritz? It is a drink of the summer, my friend. It really is a drink of the summer, isn't it? Yes, for those of our listeners that don't know, it is an Italian-European drink. It's an aperitif that first started off in Northeast Italy. Mm. It's usually made of Prosecco, a splash of soda water, and Aperol itself. And it's a very distinctive bottle if you go to your local liquor store or LCBO here in Ontario. It's in this kind of Sambuca-like bottle, but the liquid is quite orangey red. You know, it's kind of not only just a bubbly taste in terms of this drink, Aperol Spritz, but it's got this kind of orangey, slight bitter flavor to it. And I kind of think of it as a light and bright drink. That's kind of how I think about it. It is refreshing. And not just to plug LCBO, it does come... In single servings. It does. And it's threesome. It is. I've been called bougie when I bought it at LCBO, but I think I'm very intrigued. I am very, very intrigued, Kuya. So you chose Aperol Spritz. Was it worth these lovely actual calories, this show? You know, Aperol Spritz goes down really quickly and it's consumed at a Sunday brunch, specifically a Sunday brunch. (laughs) And I think to myself that it's easy, it's breezy, it's light, and yet there's something satisfying about it. And so... I would say, yes, it's actually worth the pop culture calories. It didn't feel Mm -hmm. so taxing. Sometimes I watch some shows and I feel like, ooh, quite a ringer right through it. Like there are some (laughs) reality TV shows that I feel that way. And then others that it's like, oh my gosh, I feel that this reality show is actually eating my brain and eating my brain cells. But this one, like what I said, just like the Aperol Spritz, light and bright Mm -hmm. and yet still satisfying and really nice to digest, if you will, like just like an aperitif. For me, that's what kind of makes the pop culture calories all worth it is the fact that it feels like it was actually adding to my life. And I have to say, it has to do with the fact that the matchmaker or the star of the show, Mm -hmm. Elisa, really makes the show. And I really enjoy hearing about her theory about finding a match. I have to say, I think you're like, perusing that even though you binged it it wasn't any bloat yeah that's a really good way of describing it i don't feel bloated you know it's kind (laughs) of like if you ever had a light pale ale beer at brunch Mm -hmm. and i don't know who does but if you did you feel bloated (laughs) right yeah and yet at the same time if i feel like i'm having a mimosa it's nice and it finishes it off but i always feel like i'm wanting more than that champagne glass But an Aperol spritz at brunch, I feel like, oh, Mm. just right. You know, and I know I'm kind of like sounding like Goldilocks in some ways, but I felt like Jewish matchmaking was exactly that. It was the right amount of fluff, reality, 
and good advice. Like, I really thought that she had some really good advice about dating. And so that's why I've compared it to Aperol Spritz. And that's why I think it tastes the way that it tastes, you know, on the pop culture landscape and why it's actually worth the pop culture calories. Well, it sounds like a hook. Now, we we love our metaphors now. So what did it remind you of in the pop culture buffet? Mm. You know, it's hard to not compare and contrast it to Indian matchmaking. Have you seen Indian matchmaking? No, you mentioned it before. And I was just like, I need to watch it because I'm intrigued. It's its predecessor. And of course, in as much as Jewish matchmaking is about a yenta or a Jewish matchmaker (laughs) matching up young folk in the diaspora with, you know, as well as in Israel itself amongst Jewish people, mm-hmm. Indian matchmaker does the same thing. And in fact, it was the original matchmaking show, at least on Netflix here in North America. However, Aparna, the matchmaker in Indian matchmaking is Seema. Uh-huh. And she's framed as a marriage consultant from Mumbai. And she's just very direct and to the point. And she tells people like, you're being too picky. And lower your expectations. And perhaps that's what people need to do. But I have a feeling my observation in all of this is that Elisa seems to do with a much more softer, gentler, nicer touch. (laughs) And in terms of, yes, you would naturally compare it to Indian matchmaking. There's something very therapeutic about all of it. And so that's why I'd also think it meets in treatment. So the way I see Jewish matchmaking is, is very much... Indian matchmaking meets in treatment, which interestingly enough, if you've seen in treatment and then there was a spinoff to it in North America, the two North American versions of in treatment were actually based Israeli version of the same show. Yeah. And for anyone that doesn't know in treatment, in treatment follows the life of a therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, providing therapy obviously to their clients and you see the therapist providing therapy, but then you also see what their life is like outside, which is a total mess usually. (laughs) (laughs) But the original in treatment is actually from Israel. In any event, I just thought, yeah, there's something very therapeutic about Jewish matchmaking. And Mm -hmm. hence I see it as a cross between those two. What did you appreciate about the show? Mm, I mentioned this earlier. I really like Elisa, the matchmaker, but I really specifically liked all of her fast dating tips and advice. Now, Aliza okay. herself is a dating coach. So okay. my guess is, is, is that in as much as she gives you tips, there's probably more to unpack, but it just made me so curious. So mm-hmm. some of her sound bites are like, if in doubt, go out, you know, ah, okay. hate him until you hate him. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like, just because you're uncertain doesn't mean that it's a deal breaker. I can kind of well, appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And, if in doubt, go out, I think really references this idea that just because you don't feel sparks at the beginning doesn't mean that isn't a match. So go out, even if you don't think it's a match. So what she does is, of course, there's some people that she shows pictures of the other person and Mm -hmm. it it might not be their type, but that person might match them all internally. So she encourages people to say like, if in doubt, go out. Or if they're dating them, but they're not sure if this is the one. And how can you sometimes tell within a month or two months? Although what we've learned about all of this is that in some parts of the Jewish community, sometimes three months is the courting period. So they've got to decide pretty quickly. But she says that if you're still not sure, it doesn't mean that you should break up. You should just keep dating them until you absolutely know or are certain. So I think it's like really great advice for young folk that are thinking Sounds about like trying healthy to figure dating. out a match. Yeah, it really is. It really Instead is. of a ghosting or anything like that, trying to get to know the person better. Yeah, and I would say to our 
listeners out there that <laughs> if you wanted more advice from Elisa, she does have a podcast, ironically enough, Yenta's podcast. And I think she offers some really <laughs> great it. advice. Yeah, I know. I, love it. I thought that too. I thought that, that that's really great. I mean, in as much as it's probably an advertisement for her, I think she has probably a lot of deep wisdom to share. And so any pearls of wisdom she shares throughout the series, I gobble up. I think, oh my God, this is great <laughs> dating advice right. you know, that she shares with everybody. So that's certainly what I appreciate most about this particular podcast. Because really, who gets any of this dating advice? Like she's quite strategic in terms of trying mm. to help people out. The other thing that I appreciate is when she's talking to each of the individuals, she talks to them in terms of what is your level of observance with respect to, you know, Jewish traditions oh, as well as mm -hmm. Jewish religion. And mm -hmm. so in Judaism, people would describe themselves and you can kind of hear how she, if you will, gets people to reframe that it's like, oh, it's just a level of observance and you can change. You can either become more observant or less observant. Mm -hmm. And so, and it comes across as being not judgy at all. And I just thought, oh, that's, Interesting, right? Like yeah. your level of observance. And I thought, you know, for the Filipino Canadian community or any other Filipinos in the diaspora, there might be just different levels of observance, but it doesn't mean that you're any less Filipino or in her case, any less Jewish is what she had shared. And I thought, oh, this is just fascinating language to use. Okay. Season six, let's find a Filipino matchmaker. Yeah, yeah. I, I think know. that'd be super interesting. It's Wouldn't super that interesting. Be, that would be great. Wouldn't uh, let's it? put that. It's yeah. in our books. I don't yeah, want to yeah, stop yeah. this. Would you sample it again? Are you waiting for the next season? What's going on? Well, in fact, I'd gone through four out of the, I think, eight episodes. And then oh, wow. I had to bring Michael into it. So oh my I, God, did he I love it? Yeah, he loved it. He <laughs> was just like, oh, I want to see more. And then after eight episodes, it's just kind of like, oh, there's no more. And you kind of <laughs> want to see, will people make it or not, right? Yeah. So she matches some people up and then there are some that it's like, okay, it's a clear no. And others, it's like, oh, there's potential. And then there's others that it's like, oh, you didn't give it enough time. You didn't take Elisa's advice. Yeah. yeah. So you're kind of left wanting more, which is kind of good for a reality show like this. I think so. so I'm there. left wanting more. And of course, I'd sample it again in the meantime as I'm waiting for season two, which probably I won't see till next year or the year after that. <laughs> God knows Next, season six. Yeah. So to whom would you recommend this show? Any hopeless romantics out there? Uh, yeah. yeah. Interestingly enough, Michael and I found ourselves really cheering for people to find love. You know, uh, and I think it's much more better than some of the industrial romance complex that is out there in terms of the reality television landscape. Yeah. Where, yeah. You know, I think of some of them and it's like, oh gosh, you know that they're just love at first sight. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love at first sight and yeah. or you know, love is blind or whatever the case may be. Yeah, exactly. Like they end up devolving into something terrible sometimes and it's just so hard to watch and yet it's so appealing. But this just has a nice feel to it where it's like okay, even if the couple doesn't make it, you know, it's like how can you fault them? Everyone's just looking for the right soulmate. And that's how she frames it is, is that she helps people find their soulmates here on earth so i think that that's just a lovely sentiment and that's why i think it anyone that is a hopeless romantic or self-proclaimed hopeless romantic this is probably a show for you to watch well you heard it here hello Ho podcast listeners mm -hmm. in the april spritz you can get them pre-made yes. lcbo and this should be your next binge not a bloat 
Yeah. Jewish yeah. All on a Sunday. On all on a Sunday. Streaming if, on Netflix, if, folks. If you don't feel like having brunch, go load up Jewish matchmaking on your Netflix and get that Aperol spritz. You won't be disappointed. I think you'll totally be mm. like, satiated. Yeah. If you have any questions, and if you watch Jewish matchmaking, let us know and how let the pairing us. went with Aperol spritz. Email us at holohollopopculture at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, our handle's at Pop, and we're on Instagram at Culture. The Holohollow Podcast is available wherever you get podcasts. Rate us, leave a review, and tell your friends. Mm. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chelteringen. We'll see all of you guys again real soon. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs>